This is yours. This is ours. This is mine. What's up and welcome to Minds. As always, I'm your host, Jay Hernandez, and I'm coming to you from the Sungeon with my podcast, Minds. Welcome. Today I'm going to go back to my uh, my old style, my old format, and just kind of running off some l- loose notes. I'm going to do this uh, a little less scripted. Um, been feeling a bit bound lately so uh i just figured it i figured i'd change it up man my my head's just getting kind of uh wrong in one direction and i feel like i need to need to air it out a bit so let's take it from there man today i'm going to be talking with visual artist chris hertig from the asbury park area um he's got a kind of a unique style man he's got some like matrixy stuff uh you know with like backdrops of of uh, i guess seemingly unrelated uh foreground and then you've got like the digital sort of uh noise thing going on in the background also we got some dna type stuff some some cellular uh drawing and then uh then stuff that looks kind of like it's either breaking up or coming all together into one thing in a sort of uh pollination style execution we had a good talk it was uh, a, l- a little strange we met on the instagram and uh and he came over he was uh in into doing the whole thing he never hesitated once over the messaging and we got here and uh as he, he was probably the most unfamiliar person i i've had everyone else i'd kind of met out in the world and then kind of uh you know got a dialogue going and, uh, but this time, man, he, you know, he was true to his word, came to the house, you know, gave him the address. We, we did all the, you know, uh, the, the, the behind the scenes work over, uh, the Instagram direct messaging and then to cell phone numbers eventually. And he got here and, uh, you know, it was, it was a little, um, it was a little tense at first. I mean, we had fun with it. We, we kind of just jumped right into it as you'll hear. But it was weird, and it was cool, and we, we broke some ground, I feel like. You know, this is a guy that's just waiting for his audience to find him. And uh, and I will say, if I'm to be honest, especially after hearing back some of the interview, and I, I got to cut it down a little bit, ran a little long, but I think this guy's got a little too much invested in a certain audience that he I guess maybe he wishes to cater to or or believes that that's his audience just by default as per uh you know being a visual artist and in the style that he that he does and I kind of I kind of have a different vibe I feel like there's something a little more punk rock waiting for him for him uh behind some out in the world experience or something that just happens to him or or something I, I I don't know I mean I'm no expert I know he's he's into adventure and I know I get there's this gleam in his eye, and for a seemingly altogether, I guess just straight laced seeming guy, 
I can tell there's a whole world of something just just waiting to explode. And just by his descriptions of, you know, having his art done in a vacuum and, and keeping his head down and just pumping out this stuff, you know, he's he's got the work ethic, uh, the education obviously in place, as you'll hear. You're going to tap into, and I'm going to say it now, you're going to tap into it. And once you do, man, you, you won't be able to keep up. I mean, you, not in that way, but like, you're just going to just hold on tight. So today, on the block, the chopping block, what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about me being frustrated. Once again, it's it's cyclical, so... You know, if you're in it for the long haul, you're just going to have to deal with it. Because I'm just, I'm, I'm frustrated. I am locked in place by, by my own, uh, by my own doing. And there's a few reasons for it. Number one, uh, this season just is never kind to me between, you know, my two of my son's birthdays being within two weeks of each other. One on Memorial Day weekend, which just starts a shitstorm of summer work and everything else, which is fine. It's just the, the keeping up. I mean, honestly, I won't be caught up until my kids go back to school in September. And that's just the truth of it. I've just been avoiding doing the things that I really should be doing, which is writing jokes for my, for my news uh, portion. That being said, uh, I've not released an episode in a couple of weeks, and that's frustrating off the bat. Uh, you know, I'm not doing it by schedule anymore, but for the same matter, I'm just kind of floating around. And even though I'm not on a schedule, a finite particular schedule, I still get frustrated because I know that I need to release something and I'd like to release something. I like to listen back to it. I like to get my my hands dirty and, and the production portion of things, flipping the knobs and switches, you know, because it's, it's fun. It's really engaging. It's fun. It's frustrating at times. But in the end, once you work out all the kinks, everything's really pretty, you know, and beautiful. And, and, and hopefully you guys are feeling it and hearing it or seeing it. Uh, but it's 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 colorful the way I always wanted something that I worked on to be. Yeah, at first it was a little bit black and white. But now, like with, with the news stuff, with the signs and connections stuff, the street interviews, it's, there's just a lot more of a rainbow going on, you know. And, and I'm into that. I'm into I've always been visually... Uh, colorfully expressive and I want that to come off in, in the stuff that, that I'm responsible for especially this thing that's that's been my biggest undertaking that I want to uh, eventually represent I don't know, my output into the world on another note uh, I missed session 5 of my Improv 101 class I trusted the Google Maps I had just been recently upgraded or updated, whatever the fuck, however you want to fool yourself into thinking you've got the latest version of something good. Typed in Staten Island Ferry and ended up at a loading dock still in New Jersey. Got to the ferry, parked, got on the, 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 the next ferry out. On my way into the city, I mean, I knew by that point I was going to be past the half an hour late mark, which they don't even want you to to knock on the door because you'd just be doing uh, less of a service to the class interrupting than you would um, just not showing up. So in the end, I did parlay that into a trip to Central Park, which uh, was short-lived because I realized at that point that I had other business to attend to uh, in the Bronx. 
made my way to the one train, made my way into the Bronx, did my piece, came out of there, and uh, went straight to the village for the diversity jam over there. So, I mean, I'll get to that in a minute, but... So on top of missing session five, this past weekend was Memorial Day weekend. So class was uh, postponed for that weekend. So this is going to be two weeks that I'm not in my improv class, which I, I was loving. My last class, of course, was my best class. I felt like I'd re- really, um, you know, broken some, some chains and, and made some headway into exercising these muscles that I've been familiarizing myself with lately between literature and uh, working my way through the the cobwebs of self-consciousness and realizing that I had just as much to offer as the other kids in the class that I felt were more suited for what you know what we're in there to do last week my my phone was hooked up to a uh, spotty internet and because of that I wasn't able to sign up for my 201 class i got the got the text message immediately opened up the phone went to the website and it just would not load would not load would not load finally i just i cut myself from the spotty internet and just used my data to log in and by the time i had done that the class was closed sunday it was a 3 p.m class would have been perfect you know just to spend my sunday morning with my family hang out do some shit maybe mow the lawn or whatever the hell I could accomplish, and then uh, go into the city, and then come back in the evening time when everything's you know quieted down anyway on a Sunday night. Nope, not gonna happen. At least not this session. Would have been perfect. I don't know. I'll tell you this though, I I figured definitely by this summer I would have something of a project, maybe either one of my bands, or this podcast, or. I don't know, something that I could just take into a live venue. And I know that I'm just resting on my laurels, but at the same time, like I just always feel like something needs to be to at to some certain point before you can really kick it out uh, into the spotlight, you know, to, to, to take its hits, you know? So that's another thing frustrating me. Yeah, my sophomore year really hit a slump. On the upside of things, I uh, have recently locked into the culture of the comedy podcast. I've had this Howl app, and you know, I have to admit, at first, going through the uh, few dozen podcasts that are available, you know, between Earwolf and Wolf Pop and, you know, on on the Howl app, uh, it, it was just really confusing. Like, I wasn't sure who was who and what was what, you know. And but now, especially having studied improv for a few weeks, and understanding the nature of improv and what you can do with it, and also character work and everything, I'm really starting to understand the culture of the comedy podcasts. That at least the ones that I listen to. A lot of them are character driven. The Steve Ackerman, you know, Matt Besser, uh, Paul F. Tompkins, um, Gabrus, uh, you know, that that you see pop in here and there, consistently. And you start to get a feel for the whole network as a whole and realize that it's just, you know, a bunch of dudes and women uh, running around this office with 
microphone after microphone and uh, scenario after scenario and just like people popping in and out, people popping in and out, doing some improv, throwing in a character. On top of that, I saw my cousin recently and he hooked me up uh, with his Spotify account, which I'm officially now one of the family members on his on his family account and I'll have to say that blew my whole world open. I'm also um am able now to check out these bands that I've wanted to check out but wasn't really uh invested enough to spend money and go that far. Um but really I think what's got me the most happy is the fact that I I can go back and listen to all the stuff that I loved growing up five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, and just really wholeheartedly enjoy them and sing along with them and just get chills and sing into this, this stuff that's just used to mean so much to me and that brings back really fond memories of just being untethered. So for that, uh, Spotify users and, and Apple Music users, I get it. I get it now, you know, and I understood it for a little bit, but now, and only now, do I truly understand. I'll have to say on top of that that getting a break from the city is nice. Uh, From the get-go, I was up at the city twice a week, uh, going into three times a week. And, you know, I love it. I, I do love it up there. I do love getting out there. I do love the trip, especially on the train, getting to just write and read. But knowing that I wasn't going to be up there this whole week, yeah, there was a couple of shows I avoided uh, with with uh, classmates of mine. I mean, not so much avoided, but I just, you know, I wasn't releasing an episode. I wasn't doing my, my comedy writing. And, um, you know, I got to it, but it just, you know, I really didn't work it the way I wanted to work it. And, uh, and I have all intentions of working it in that way starting today, starting now, right now. What are you doing right now? Because what I'm doing is, is working to my full potential. I will be as soon as I'm done with this. going on how you doing can you hear me yeah i can hear you all right i can hear you good all right man well welcome to the sun gin i'm glad you came down here it's right a little little scary are you scared no no it's i've I've been in scarier spots all right cool this isn't too bad all right so you're an adventurer yeah absolutely try this (laughs) that's how i was when i was younger my 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 friends i just i was just oblivious as a kid just like never I just didn't see situations the way other people see them. They're like, you know, like, why would you do that? And I'm like, why would I not do that? It looked fun. Or like, you know, I just want to know what was in there. Or this person seemed interesting. And it was like, well, you were in the middle of Asbury Park or whatever, you know, in the whatever, mid-90s. Or sure, just, sure you gave your uh, your parents a run for their money. <laughs> yeah, you know, but just not even realizing. I'm just like, oh, yeah, I just came from this place talking to this person. They're like, why, who? Why? I'm like, I don't know, some middle-aged guy. He seemed pretty cool, a little run down, but, you know, he was, he was nice enough. Treated me okay. All right. Here we are. So, uh, what, are you, what, are you, what, are you, what are you here to do? I don't know. Well, 
<laughs> I guess I'm here. I guess I'm here to talk about my work. I'm assuming that's how you you found out yeah, about me yeah. on on Instagram. Yeah, I checked out your stuff. I don't know where I ran into it. If uh, either of us followed each other, or if it was just one of those uh, rabbit holes that you get, you know, you sink sink into when you start going off of some hashtags or whatever. But I saw your stuff and I liked it. I thought it was interesting. You got you got a lot of different themes going on. You got some stuff that looks sort of uh, like Matrix esque. Where it's like um, some some uh, sort of like webbing or digital makeup behind like seemingly unrelated uh, subject matter, like the the one it's got some some kind of like Virgin Mary looks with the heart. Okay, and she's got like the the computer chip or like um, sort of circuitry yeah, going like, on yeah. behind her. And then you got some stuff that's kind of like DNA. You got some stuff that looks like it's um, like poll- pollination going on between two cells or whatever i might be getting this all wrong but <laughs> no no that i i feel like that's a fair way to describe everything all right, all it, right. it's nice to get feedback on the work because it it's basically created in a vacuum you know you spend so much time by yourself working on it and that that's what's so good about instagram is it it's pretty democratic and how you could put it out there um so it's a good way to get feedback all right. Well, I like that because I I'm, I'm the untrained eye. Like I didn't go to school for anything, but I'm just like inherently artistic, and I like stuff. I just I see stuff, and I just I go for it. like your your art, for instance. You know, like I like my wife said, like I don't know you, like I don't know who you are. I just I saw your stuff, shot you a line. I noticed you were from the area. Mm-hmm. I guess so. I said, well, let me talk to this guy. See what see what he's uh, see what he's up to. See what he's all about. Do you have an accent? I, I don't think no, so. You don't think so? Are you I from around I'm, here? I'm, or? I'm I'm originally from Manahawkin, um, okay. by right by Long Beach Island. Okay, so I, I grew right. up down there, um, and I've I've been in the area for for a couple of years now. But I uh, I've I've been working in the area for like four years or so. But I I've only been living here for maybe a year and a half. Okay, mm-hmm. that's fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, so working when you say working, do you mean uh like day job or whatever it is, or like the art stuff? Day, day job type of stuff. I feel like I've done everything under the sun, and right. I, I I used to work as a glass blower at Hot Sand. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah. They they trained me there a couple of years ago. Uh, I graduated from school, and I kind of didn't really know what I was doing, and I knew somebody that worked there, so right, right, right. I just went in to help. I didn't really have any intentions on blowing glass, and uh, yeah. Next thing you know, they needed another glass blower, so they they trained me. Long story short, <laughs> how, and then, how 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 long was that process training you um it's glass blowing is really technical so as long as you learn a few basic techniques you can kind of build upon that i like that aspect of it because right. um like if you go to art school some of these schools won't even teach you a lot of the the basic techniques you need to execute your ideas and then people will end up getting really frustrated um but learning glass blowing and I'm not I wasn't that advanced at it I mm-hmm. I learned what I had to do and and then some right um but you know it it took a while it took took a few months to do and I kind of jumped in there when I could it, it's obviously not something you can really practice at home because you need right. thousands it, of degrees y- yeah you need kill. a big a big hot shop when you're working with with soft glass like that right right i if, actually have a kiln old kiln oh do you back. yeah i'll show it to you when we're done here but uh 
Uh, so you, I guess you just you let your visual uh, abilities and what they were teaching you and just kind of went with that and felt it out. It seems like you took some initiative. Um, I mean, I don't want to go too far with this because it's no, not like right. you're a glass blower, but uh, but I like that because it's uh, like something that just sort of came upon came you know mm -hmm. to you in a sense from you just you know like I uh, need a job. Um, uh, for your sake, it was cool that it was uh, in an artistic uh, medium, yeah. which is nice. You know when you work for. Uh, for money making you know doing stuff that's creative um i saw your little pumpkin family right. thing uh today how did you okay. get rid of those you sell those i sold a i sold a lot of those those little guys um i don't know if i have any more of those but yeah i made those they were pretty easy to make around nice. like the holidays to get some nice extra money in the gallery and that's all you do that time of year. It's just like crank just out, out pumpkins and pump. <laughs> it gets so so tedious. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And you start to question like, why am I, why am I doing this? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Feel like uh, Lucy at the, uh, the the chocolate shop stuff and the, the chocolates down her down her brazier and everything. Yep. Um. So what are you up to now? What's your, where are you at with your art? Are you out there at the shows selling stuff? Or are you just basically working on stuff? I've basically just been been putting my head down and trying to crank out as much work as I can. Um, I have my days free because I, I typically work nights. I, I bartend in town. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I'm, that's basically what I'm trying to do. And then build an audience on Instagram. I, I have a website. It's something that I need to get back up there soon. Okay. Because it's it's under construction now, but uh, yeah, I noticed. It, I checked. It, I usually check out the, the websites and anything I can. It's it said coming soon for yeah. uh, for too long. <laughs> I'll be honest. So <laughs> it yeah, happens, yeah, it happens. I I took a break from that. I was just like, fuck, I'm not doing it. I don't get. I was. Uh, I'm a musician, um, but like really just all around artistic. Um, mm -hmm. But super low levels at everything because I've never put myself, uh, I've never developed anything long enough or put you know enough effort into things. So like I've got all this low level ability, and um, I jumped into this whole thing. You know, Asbury Park's right there. I got a bunch of friends in the music business and everything. I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna you know interview all my friends and I'll trick them to come down here and hang out with me for an hour. You know what I mean? Then make them perform. I had some people perform. I have people. The drum. I'm a drum enthusiast. I make people play that drum set over there. We just played a show. So. Oh, nice. It's broken down right now, but um, yeah, and I just reached a point. I'm like, I I'm, don't really like. I'm not really in love with music like that anymore. So I just started branching out. I met some poets. Um, you're actually the first uh, artist, artist, you know, pen to paper uh, person I got down here. So I'm just trying to feel it all out because it really all essentially boils down to a similar uh, story baseline where you know you you it's a labor of love. You do a lot of this stuff uh, for no money, um, and you know with the the time that we're in right now we got social media and all that stuff to sort of build an effort you know build a, an audience or whatever because you right. like you were saying are currently in the vacuum mm -hmm. you are you know head to the ground or or to your uh to your um what is it called your canvas and you're you're going at it you're working hard on it yeah so that's that's what you do with the majority of your free time yeah yeah that's that's what i do i I try to work every day. Um, it's tough sometimes, especially after the winter. Now I just want to go outside a lot, and right. I, I definitely need that time because, like I said, it's it's basically created in a vacuum, and I need that time by myself to do the work. But it it definitely wears on you after a while after you just 
spend hour after hour chipping away at it. And the nature of the work that I do is is really tedious. I I do a lot of those pieces, the the DNA pieces and mm-hmm. and the chromosomes on um on paper, and I use uh the the finest micron pens you can get. So right, right. Yeah, it t- it definitely uh, takes a lot of time to do yeah. that. But there is an element of it that's, I guess I would say it's somewhat meditative and kind of calming. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll toss on an audiobook or a podcast or I'll listen to music while I do it. Right, right. And then I just I just kind of go at it. A lot of times I don't really have a plan on where I'm going with it. I might see, uh, you know, an interesting image. Like a lot of that stuff is is based on microscope slides, it's not, oh, wow. yeah, necessarily directly um, representational of certain right. processes. Some more than others, but uh, yeah, I'm just interested in the in the patterns, and and I just put the pen to the page and see yeah. where it takes yeah. me. Patterns, the relationship to the background, yeah, uh, the relationship to another thing creating the same pattern. That's all, you know, and that's what that's why I like doing this because it's all essentially like you know that's what I do with like guitar riffs or. Um, right now I'm getting into like the nature of, uh, you know, um, mapping out like my monologues and introductions and all that. Uh, and it's, it's similar things where you're, you're working from, you know, different themes, you know, subject matters, different, uh, attitudes, you know, and how those go together and then kind of segueing that into like either a music montage or like I have a new segment that I'm working on now. And then I come back in with a different monologue that's essentially another monologue but like it's got a different attitude a different style to it so then when you all see it laid out and then you listen to it you know it's it's like a you know it's like a moving piece you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and you you basically do that with your art so like you don't do um complete like reproductions you were saying I'm, i'm sure you've done them before but like you just sort of take a an internal snapshot and then kind of just try to relate that onto paper uh, I guess essentially with like your chromosome DNA stuff. Yeah, for, for the most part, sometimes I'll use references. Not so much for stuff like that, but if I'm if I'm doing figurative work where uh, you know I have like one or more figures, I'll I'll uh, either take photos myself or I'll just I I won't directly copy images, but if I need to see an arm or something like that, Google right, is right. definitely your best friend in that. But yeah. it's nice not to be a slave to that stuff. Yeah, you know, well, I'm the same way. Like, I will use, uh, we're, uh, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you know, just stuff that that is reliable, reliable sources for, you know, a sound or like, uh, there was a there was a chord progression that I liked. Um, you know, and you kind of take you figure out where it is, and then in relation to your own piece, you're like, okay, well, I'm gonna use it this way. I was just looking for that feel, that turnaround in my head or whatever it is. So. Mm-hmm. I guess like most artists, you just kind of borrow or just, you know, use templates to, to guide you, but you don't sit there and trace every last bit from every last little thing that you're looking at or whatever. So, um, which I like, you know, it's, it's honesty and, in, in the, and it's just, um, uh, a tangible look at, uh, just the evolution and metamorphosis of what's, you know, in your head, mm-hmm. and which comes from something that you might've seen. And then you start using, you know, things around you as references to, you know, finally get it out onto uh, onto paper or whatever. Are you satisfied with a lot of the stuff that you're coming out with? Are you still left with that feeling like it's not exactly what I wanted? But it's hard to say. I I have a lot of those pieces because specifically those those DNA pieces uh, and and the chromosomes. I started doing those in late 2010 so i have uh 
they range in size from small four by six inch pieces up to uh, 18 by 24 and slightly larger than that. Right. So I was originally doing those just to keep me busy in between doing oil paintings because you have to wait for the layers to dry and that's right, a right. tedious process in and of itself. And then the more I kept doing it, the more it, it started becoming a thing and, you know, people were interested in it. So we'll see where it goes. I just want to build up this big body of work and it would be nice to get a show. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be cool. Most likely be in a in a group setting. I've done a couple of group shows before um, years ago at th- this gallery that was down in um it was down in Glassboro. But the guys that had it set up, I feel like they were a couple years ahead of where the area was. It just uh-huh. wasn't really ready for um you know for that vibe. F- yeah, for that yeah, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Um, he has an awesome music school down there though. But he's super successful with that. Tried to branch out into the art thing. I guess didn't work out as well as he planned, but it, it was a good opportunity, and I could say, you know, I did it. But Right, right, right. Um, the, the hardest part, I feel, about creating art is the whole business aspect of it because that's not really anything I was taught. It, you know, how to go about getting a show or um, really putting yourself out there, and a lot of the feedback you get from people in that the academic world is go to graduate school and uh you know become a professor and it's like well you know i don't i don't have another i don't know seventy thousand dollars or whatever it is to (laughs) get another degree that i I don't really think is is worth it i mean i could already i could everyone could always stand to hone in on their craft a little more i just don't think that's the best way to do it because from what i've heard the, the graduate level stuff is is it's more about writing about your work and stuff like that and I I, I went into a post baccalaureate program in in Italy after I graduated school and it was an American school over there and mm. I, it was a graduate level program and it it just ended up being really frustrating <laughs> yeah did yeah. you how'd you do did you finish it I, I didn't finish it it was supposed to be a one-year program I I did the semester and I, I had a great time but I think they need to refine the program a little bit because they they had a graduate seminar, which was nice because it was a small group of kids. There were maybe 10 of us, and then all the other classes we had to take, they were all undergraduate courses, and I took I took good classes. Like I took an interesting bookbinding class. You learn how mm-hmm. to make different kinds of books and how they used to do it. That was awesome. Fresco painting, that was cool, really informative. But when you're at that level the thing you really should be doing is uh, developing a style more and and working on your own. And we didn't really have a lot of time for that. So is your, is your argument that it was too fundamental or it was pushing, uh, I guess, like niche um, mediums too much? It was, it wasn't necessary. I picked those classes mm-hmm. and they, they were great in and of themselves. I think it was, we should have been focusing more on, um, building our own body of work the individuals yeah yeah exactly yeah. so especially it, there's only 10 of you like yeah you could have easily had little workshops based around each each one of you yeah and and we had we did have like a little you know studios they were in like a shared space which is fine but we didn't have 24-hour access and it, it was just difficult to really 
do what you wanted to do. Right, and, uh, right. Yeah, I feel like I kind of jumped the gun on that one, too. I, I was, like, straight out of undergrad. I, I just wanted to get out of my parents' house, and I had always <laughs> wanted to go over there. And to Italy, it's about as far as you can get. Yeah, so I, yeah, so I, I pulled the trigger, and I, I went over there. I, I don't necessarily regret it. it. I had a good time over there, and, and I, I definitely learned something from it, but I, I'm glad I didn't finish the, the whole program. Yeah, overall, mm-hmm. you're glad. Yeah, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm happy right. I didn't stay that that extra semester because it it definitely would have cost me a lot more money, and I'm not so sure it would have benefited my my art career right, as much right. as I would have liked it to. It wasn't uh, fine tuning your trajectory; it was sort of still spreading it out and and having your feelers out or whatever. Right. Well, it sounds like you've got a pretty interesting and pretty impressive um, uh, education in the arts you want to take me actually why don't we like what like where did you get your start in arts was this always a thing that was in you or was there something that you saw that changed your perspective on on your life on what you see sure um so i drawing was always something i like to do as a kid i i love to color i uh, i remember being in first grade and after i would finish coloring in the lines i would I would draw my own thing and fill the entire page. I just, I love to do it so much. And I was a total neat freak. And I guess my work now kind of lends itself to to that. It's like very (laughs) meticulous. But I I always did it. And when I was in high school, loved art classes. And I I didn't really have a plan. I, I wasn't really like an overachiever. I, I didn't do badly in school. I, just kind of I skated by mm-hmm. I I probably should have applied myself more than I did and um but art was a, it was just a thing that I I was like naturally good at doing all the time so when it came time to to go to college I I didn't know anything about I college I had no idea what I wanted to do and I wasn't really that worried about it I I was just trying to graduate and I knew I wanted to go to school and my mom was trying to push me to go away somewhere, but I just wanted to go to community college at the time and that's what I I ended up doing. So I just I went to OCC and I, I actually had really good classes down there. So I I just took a general curriculum, like liberal arts type stuff. Right, right, right. Well before we get to that stuff, like where yeah. like what sort of programs and things did you um, move yourself through from like from the grade school, like with the coloring and all that? Okay. Were, were you always um, looking for the art class? You know, because I, I don't know what, what um, how aggressive the curriculum that you came up in right. was. Um, yeah, sorry about that. Just no, it's all right. Blazing through that. No, it's okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was no, a- no structure would just, I'm just trying, I'm just, I just want to know. <laughs> no, no, ask as many questions as you'd like. I... It, it was just just any opportunity I had to draw. Really, right. that was like I really took advantage of it because I I really liked it, and it I don't know I don't really know what it is about it. I I feel like it's being able to create something and and doing something that no no one else has done. That's the thing that that appeals to me, and I just always took it as as far as I could. Like okay. I said, with right. with the even after I finished coloring, I would just keep, yeah. keep going and design the whole page. So you always had that natural drive. Yeah, uh, yeah, I would always do it, and I just I liked seeing uh, seeing other people create artwork too. I had I had uh, 
two friends. They were both brothers, and the the older older brother was uh he was he was really good at drawing for for that age, and he would draw uh, a lot of aliens like in the style of Alien the movie, and he right. was just so good oh, wow. at it, and like Jurassic Park type stuff. You know, this was way back, and I I just really wanted to to emulate that, and it you know if I saw somebody doing something better than I was doing it I and not even in a competitive way it just let me see what other people were capable of I I wanted to take it to that level yeah so I I would just um you know next time I would draw I would try to figure out how they would do it and it was like a peek behind the curtain of of not not competing but like you can do that like oh you yeah like oh I could put something in the background and shade the background Mm -hmm. and then like that'll you know reflect the light onto the main subject in a different way or you know vice versa like the main subject looks this way so this background's gonna look that way and so like all the different layers and everything start to you know start bubbling up um so like in middle school and stuff was were there ever like a higher level art pro like art classes or like um uh, see, I had like talented and gifted mm-hmm. in uh, in my middle school, whatever. That was for academics, but um, you know, there was like I knew there was like art two and stuff that were like you know kids went for like a double period or whatever, and you know I I never excelled in any of that. I just stuck with the art classes mm-hmm. and stuff. Was there any like like did you see yourself sort of following that curriculum as uh, as you were get growing up, or was it just always something that you did and you were focused on like the whole encompassing nature of academics? It was always something I focused on, but it, it wasn't something that that I was constantly doing. I wasn't always doing it. I just knew that I, I liked it, and I knew that I I had a, a deficit when it came to something like mathematics, which I I just couldn't understand the the context of it, and that's that drove me crazy. It it uh it made it a lot harder for me to learn. So I. I knew what I was good at and that was the thing I just kind of gravitated to. We didn't have any gifted and talented art type programs mm-hmm. in middle school, but I I excelled in the class more so in high school when we had I I took an AP art class and I, I had the same teacher for I want to say two two or three years and yeah, he was great. Really smart guy, taught me a ton of stuff, so yeah, I just always did well in his class, and I, I couldn't wait to go in there and just learn something new, and it, it was always something that fascinated me. Right. So high school is where it really took off. Yeah, I would say so. It, I started really getting more into it, and it it was tough for me to have the discipline to uh, to do it on my own at home. It, mm-hmm. it That came much later. Uh, did you have to get like a portfolio and stuff prepared for the AP in high school, like before high school, or was this something that you picked up freshman year? It was, I didn't have to do that until, I want to say I was a, a junior or senior. I had to, to build build up a, a portfolio. You know, we had to focus on doing a body of work on, a, you know, a single subject, whatever that may be. And I, I struggled with that so much. And it, it's going to sound so boring. I did chairs and I did them in all these different arrangements and different kind of chairs. Like they each kind of had their own personality. And I just cranked out all these pieces how um, many would you say there was like uh, well we didn't spend the whole year on it i'd say there's maybe like 15 20 of these things wow. yeah they're they're like nine by 12 i i used gouache paint it's kind of like a 
it's like a watercolor. I think it's a water-based paint. So okay. I would do that. And then the, a lot of the chairs would be in graphite. And, and I was, that taught me to not be so deep. I was so focused on like getting everything like exact. And I was so tight in the way I would do things. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and I think a lot of people when they start out are, are really focused on doing that. Like they don't want to make a mark on the page. Right. Uh, right. Unless it's like in the exact right, right place. And you, you really have to loosen up a lot. And that, that takes practice. You just kind of have to, to go at it and do a lot of exercises and do a lot of things that might seem boring. Cause sometimes people just want to dive right in. It's just like, if you're, you're going to learn piano, you, you got to learn scales and stuff before you could, could really compose something beautiful. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. Have you um, ever done anything where you just out of frustration or just to create, you know, burst of creativity, just throwing a line or like a splattered some paint onto onto a piece of uh, paper or something, and then kind of like took that. I, yeah, I've done some stuff like that, more so in exercises and classes. And the way that I would do it is, I would I would take a piece of vine charcoal and and shade the whole piece of paper and rub it down with a. Uh, with a, a cloth or a napkin or something like that. So you would get this interesting, like cloudy texture. And then I would kind of see what I would see in there and maybe make, go in with some heavier lines and, and see what happens. And I, I think that's definitely a helpful thing to do. It's probably something I should, I should go back to doing every now <laughs> and then. That is pretty cool. Cause it's like clouds. Like you're seeing like yeah. little, different shapes and stuff so you're just filling in those lines before you know it you have like a sort of base image to to build out from that's cool yeah it definitely gets your your brain going yeah because you're kind of it's 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 seeing things for you Mm -hmm. and then you're like and then you give it context by whatever shape that you feel like it's making or whatever Mm -hmm. so um when's the last time you you drew a chair Man, last time I drew a chair, spe- specifically just a chair itself. I don't know. That's uh that's it it could have been in in high school. I'm sure I've done it in in like, you know, figure drawing classes and stuff like that and in college. But yeah, once I was done doing those, I w- I was done. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Yep, that no was it. Chairs. No more chairs. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, so you went to community college after, after high school. Yeah. Uh, and then still on the, on the art track. I wasn't on the art track then. I, I took a variety of different classes. I think I actually went in as like a business student or something. I have no idea. And then I, but I didn't really stick to the curriculum. I just picked classes I was interested in taking. Right. So I decided I would just get my gen eds out of the way. And I was interested in so many different things as I am now. So I, you know, I took a psychology class, which I think was required. I took art history, Western Civ. I, I did take a business class, which was actually really interesting. And I, I took, I was just interested in so many different things. So I, I took all these classes and, and knocked that out of the way. And I, I went there for a year and a half. I didn't do like the full two year thing. And then I, uh, and then I transferred. I want to say it was a year and a half. Maybe it was two years. I think I did two years, but I didn't. I didn't actually get the associate's degree, which I wasn't really too concerned with anyway, because right, I right. knew I was going on to another school. By that point, you were just 
your brain's like, oh, like this is yeah so much more interesting than to take this track, you know, down this, you know, beaten path or whatever. Right. What was going on then? Like what we what what had started to permeate your consciousness and like where it's so like where and then what decided your direction from that point? Well, I just felt like I was I was in school. I knew I needed to choose something. Art felt like it was right. Looking back, I know it's definitely not the most practical thing, but it was just kind of something that I I just kind of gravitated to. You know, I was a kid, so right. I I didn't really know. So I I um after I took all these classes at community college, I I went to school down in Tampa for a little while at the, the University of Tampa and they have really good facilities down there. So I I went that fall and that's when things got a lot more intense and when I I was starting to learn how to discipline myself a lot more and so I stayed there for a semester and then I it kind of wasn't working out. Academically everything was fine, but you know, it was just tough. I was homesick and I was just living with people that were an absolute nightmare and it's I, a weird area, right? Florida. Yeah, Florida's really <laughs> Florida's a really weird spot. But um in its defense, Tampa is actually kind of a cool town. It grew on me after a while. And so I went there for a semester, came back home and I just took some more classes. And I was really trying to figure everything out, and I was yeah, yeah. I was still super unsure uh, about this whole art thing. I guess you know I was being pulled in so many different directions, and and then I took, I I think I took like a, a a music theory class and like a piano class, and I took this drawing class at OCC, and I had this really great professor, and I I just got super into it, did what I had to do, and then I I eventually ended up going to school back down in Tampa and uh yeah it was, it was like a huge roller coaster ride I, I right, right, right you know so I I went down there again <laughs> and well I almost I almost went to school in Philly I almost went to to Temple after that but it it's just in such a terrible area in North Philly and I I would have been living in this really nice apartment down in like South Philly but the the commute was the commute and, yeah, it was ridiculous yeah, and you know when I was too. In Tampa, it's like, oh, the weather's great. The school was, uh, you know, seemingly good. It was beautiful, and I could just walk everywhere I needed to go, and I just I didn't want to deal with any of that stuff. So I went back to school down there um, for another year, and then I, I did uh, – it took me like five years to finish school, and then I eventually finished my final year at, at Monmouth, and I just did one year there, and – just to finish everything, it just square yeah, it all the way. Yeah, te- technically, my my degree is from Monmouth, even though it was only for a year. Right. So, right. I, yeah, I've kind of um, gotten a taste of a bunch of different spots. That's cool. I mean, yeah. for an artistic mind, that's you know mm-hmm. kind of the way to go. It's a little uh, all over the place for the the your parents' mind. Your parents probably <laughs> you probably had them up at night. No? Yeah. Well, yeah, I, a little bit maybe. My, I feel like my. My mom was always really good with that stuff, you know. Like it, it was tough. I, I just, I, I struggled struggled with a lot of anxiety stuff when I was down there, and you know, I was seeing a girl who was going to Penn State at the time, and it was. I mean, looking back, it's just it, it's totally ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, it, yeah. In, but in at hindsight, the same time, yeah. You know? But it, it's not like I'm beating myself up over it, and right, right. and plus, I was just kind of homesick. It was really hard adjusting, and I just always felt like. 
I was marching to the beat of a different drum in a sense where I, I made friends. They're really good friends who I still talk to. But <clears throat> when I was there the last year, it was I kind of lucked out and I got this on-campus studio apartment by myself, nice. which was great because I just... I like to have a good time, but I don't like, I didn't like drinking until like 3 a.m. every night. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I just can't, I couldn't live with people like that and who were like total slobs. And uh, I just, I couldn't deal with that stuff. So I needed like my own kind of space or I had to live with people that I knew. And, and yeah. you know, I needed that's my privacy. Too, and man. it was really tough because that's like the nature of the whole college thing. So, um, yeah, it was, it was, kind of tough getting through that but um yeah you seem the type that to that's able to keep themselves tidy and, and yeah uh, everything where yeah where well, it needs to go uh yeah, my, so what what happened uh what happened the first time around in florida like what what prompted you to to tighten up and um you know get yourself kind of squared away with like making yourself do work it sounded like you kind of something happened and you were right. like all right you know i gotta do this on my own i guess mm-hmm. well i guess like I said, I, I always kind of just got by do, doing things. You know, I was like a, a B student and, you know, get A's in arts and like a C in math usually. Right, right, right. And and I just realized that if I just took extra time to do, to really focus on what I needed to focus on, like when, especially when I started college, it just, I, kn- I knew I could do it because I just had it in my head that, well, maybe I'm just... I'm not good at this subject and and I learned how to study better. I took classes that and I had good professors that were really inspiring and and you start to learn a little bit more about art and you see these people that are really dedicated to their craft and and that was that was exciting to me because I just felt like oh if maybe if I just throw myself into this thing, you know, something right, right. something might happen and and I just wanted to really I just wanted to do do the best that I could, and it was it's like the reaction you get from other people. Um, that that's the thing that I I was going for. Not like I wanted to do anything shocking, but uh, I, I don't know. It would just be nice when I would do something and come in for a critique and put it up, and people were super impressed by it. Because you know, even at that level, you have people who just take the class just because they need an art requirement right. or people that just don't really care that much and it just kind of shows and I don't mean to sound pretentious but I I just feel like you know you got to work hard and I just wanted to really go for it yeah yeah I think we all feel that way when it comes to what we love and like you know there's you know the the, oh like oh it's easy I'm gonna take this class sure and you're like okay like I love this stuff so you know like what are you what are you doing yeah uh so where did that go like where did all that because it sounded like you were coming of age and you're like okay I gotta like be a man about this stuff and like push myself to do all this stuff where did that coincide with the roommates thing and like how did that how did that play itself out uh, the roommate situation yeah <laughs> well that was kind I'm of interested <laughs> well okay so i was in this situation and they weren't all necessarily bad guys but the situation i was in it was like an on-campus apartment and and there were f- four bedrooms so i did have my own my own bedroom but you know they like to party a lot, especially yeah. the like this one kid was from California and he was just to, he was just out of his mind. And I just <laughs> I couldn't deal living with him. And you know he really liked to break balls, so it was like. And I tried not to let it 
get to me and it, it yeah. didn't get to me that much but you know when you're living it's just uncomfortable when you're living with people that were already really good friends and you you're just you have a totally different personality than they do right you know right. and that that was that was you know difficult and at, at the same time i felt like I wanted to stay because I had started to find my niche and I was meeting other people. And I did have a couple of friends down there f from home who actually transferred down at the same time. But they oh, wow. they, they were best buds. So th those two guys were always hanging out together. And, and um, it, it was tough. And I, I, I did decide to, to just go back home, which was ultimately, I think, a good thing. And uh, but you know, it was nice the second time around when I went down there and I, I didn't really have to deal with, with living with anybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's weird that, uh, that guarded, uh, f comfort that, that, you know, when you, you like someone, they're your friend, but like, they're just, you're constantly getting berated with, with just an onslaught of, you know, breaking balls or, or, you know, they want to party or, yeah. you know, they're loud or whatever it is, but, but you love them and you're just like, just not right now you know like, oh, like yeah you just need you know like you and know you you want to be there but you're you got your shield up all yeah the and time. especially that like that time in my life i i was a, like a really i was a, a creature of habit you know i had my routine of what i wanted to do and you know it was like if that got interrupted it would it would really throw <laughs> me off and and i just i i wasn't into always partying like they were and it was it was right, just right, kind of right, right. kind of frustrating for sure. And I got those three guys were friends and the 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 only reason I really got tossed in there was because the the fourth roommate was a good friend of theirs and then he decided to drop out of school and I think he joined the navy or something like oh, that. So uh, or some branch of the military. So I got put in his place. So uh, yeah, you know, it was, just ended up being <laughs> a difficult situation. Yeah, that's uh... But it was it was a good experience. Yeah, it all it all makes you you. you know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and you, and you seem uh, you seem pretty straight arrow type. What do you what do you do to like uh, let loose to? Yeah, well, yeah, I'll be honest. I, I mean, I don't want to peg you, but no, you know. no, you could ask whatever you want. I I I'm probably more laid back than I than I seem. I'm I've just never really been interviewed like this to be honest. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's a really good question. I. I like to do a lot of different things. You know, like if I'm not drawing, uh, I like to get out and I really like being outside a lot. That that was like a big thing. Even throughout my childhood, I, I was always outside. Right. Um, I'm, I feel like I'm really fortunate to have grown up in a neighborhood where I could just kind of go, go outside and come home when it's dark yeah. type of thing. As long as you stay on the street and... Yeah, it was it was great. So I was always attracted to being outside and, and I... I love going down to the beach or, or going to run or, you know, just really trying to tune out on some music. It's tough for me, though, because I feel like I want to learn so many different things that I, I'm always trying to, to do something. And I, I'm yeah. my own worst enemy in that sense where it's like, all right, I just I need to get through this audio book. And then once I'm done with that, then I'm going to try to you know like learn another language or i wanted to, you know like i have all these things like i want to learn and and you just can't and i it's frustrating to me so um it, it was nice I, I recently took a little trip to colorado so that that was nice. that was nice you know totally break your routine 
And like I said, since I'm I'm home by myself a lot, I, uh, you know, I I tend to just get in that trap of of working, which sounds like a good thing, and and it right, is in many right. ways where it I am super productive, but it's nice to be out there in the world interacting yeah. with people too, and and you know I I do love being around people, uh, talking to people and making new friends, so it's. You know, it, yeah, you, you got to balance it. You do, you do, you do. But it's strange when you turn, when you can turn. It's strange when you see yourself turn your passion into a hamster wheel. Yeah, and it is. Just and like, what, what happened? And that, that's exactly what I don't want to happen. And and I'll be honest, it's it's not the funnest. It's not like the the most enjoyable thing to do all the time. To just sit sit down and and crank out artwork. I like to do it, and it it satisfies something in me yeah i don't know if that could be filled by something else but it it calms me down i uh it yeah it, it definitely does something for me but i i don't want it to become this thing where i am constantly just creating artwork alone in my house or in a studio space yeah 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 well but, yeah i like you have to, a girlfriend or yeah yeah okay, yeah all right. i i like to do a variety of different things and and it's kind of nice having another job and i i think what's the ultimate goal and uh it would just be nice to call more of my own shots i think and have yeah. a little bit more more freedom and and be able to make some money off of what i'm doing but i don't want it to become a hamster wheel where yeah then i i have to do it all the time because that's the only way i'm gonna make money right um, right 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 because then i i definitely wouldn't enjoy it as much well, what what was what was growing what was home like? What was growing up at home? Because what I'm seeing, and I'm just I'm gonna put myself out there. No, go ahead. You seem like a really straightforward guy. You seem really routine oriented. Um, you know, you're you're currently, as you stated, in your vacuum, creating this art. You're trying to create your body of work, which I know I know the mindset, man. And I have mm -hmm. kids and stuff, so it's it's easy for me to get trapped in here, down here, doing my thing. I got this thing. I do a bunch of stuff with. Um, but and it's funny because I just came from uh, from jogging. I was listening to a podcast between two improvisers from the UCB, and the one guy was talking about how like you know you can't have improv be everything that you do. Like you have to like live your life. You have mm -hmm. to like live a life in order to draw from it, and then you know put those all aspects of that back into you know your art or into your machine that you know eventually churns something out. Um, and I don't know. Like from from what I'm hearing, it just seems like you got a lot of talent. You've got an impressive um, education. Uh, I mean, you've been to Italy, you've been to Tampa a couple times. Which yeah. uh, I laugh because I just I had somebody tell me almost the same exact first part of the story as you did uh, just the other week, um, and uh, and uh, and you've got a nice style. You know what I mean? You've got a nice style of of Thank art. You. You've got a website going. Um, uh, you know, up there. You got a girlfriend, which is great because that that's another thing to to really help you keep balanced. Um, but at the same time, you know, enjoy things like, you know, socializing and, you know, and other good things that you get to enjoy when you have a girlfriend. But, um, I don't know. You ever, you ever feel like you're like, even though you're still doing all these things, like you're kind of trapped in like a, in, in like a bubble. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I think about that a lot. And sometimes I, it, it really takes maybe going somewhere or, or, completely breaking my routine to yeah. realize what I'm doing and it's hard for me to even rationalize why I do what I do and I, I feel like <laughs> as I've gotten older I've become more of a rational person and I, I 
I'm really interested in science and I appreciate it. And I, I, you know, I just, and just dealing with other artists sometimes, I actually don't really, uh, I say I don't really communicate with too many artists because I don't really know that many visual artists right. other than my, my glass blowing buddies. And I just feel like sometimes people are, they're just totally full of shit in the art world <laughs> and that that's like they're out and that that's some stuff I dealt with in school too and you know that's really frustrating and it's not to say I think I'm important because I I don't but you know it's to a, when somebody's trying to explain that a, a McDonald's sign is a piece of art i check out because i <laughs> i just can't handle it at that point you're not loving it no no not at all so what was home like because it, it it seems like you've probably got a lot of uh your routine and stuff from home your parent do you like do you, your parents still together no my parents got divorced uh, i want to say maybe four or five years ago so i was i'm trying to think i was like 23 when they got divorced i think all right, all right. um yeah, growing up, like I said, I was fortunate enough to have a childhood where I was out with my friends doing stuff, and you know, when you came in and it was dark before dinner, that's when you you played the video games, and right, not right. not like directly after school, and that that was nice. You know, I always had a, a pretty good relationship with uh, my parents, more more so with my my mom than with my dad. We we definitely would would butt heads when I was growing up, but. You know, where we, I think we have a better relationship as adults now, which is nice. is definitely refre uh, refreshing. Grew up with two sisters, technically half sisters, and then the younger of the two, she left for college when I was. I'm trying to think. I was probably like five or six, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So, so they're yeah, I was I was pretty young. Yeah, they're 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 older. Old, than yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um. So what was dad all about? What's he, uh, what's he do? So my dad, he owns a marine construction company. So they do, um, docks and decks and, and bulkheads, all that, right, that right, sort right. of stuff. And I, I kind of never really knew what he did for a long time as a kid growing <laughs> up. I just, I guess I just didn't really question it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I could see that with, with the, the younger kid, especially, um, I guess this was coming off another marriage or whatever. When you're that much removed from mm -hmm. it, you know, like my, my little one, I mean, I take him to work so he knows, but I could totally see him having come after, you know, I established myself and like, not like, what do you, like, where do you go? Like, what do you, you know, like mm -hmm. if he never come with me and like really taking it in. So that's, you know, it's funny. It's not, you know, I guess it, I don't think it would be that unusual, but it is funny to think about that where you're like, I don't, I didn't really know what he did. Yeah. yeah I re I remember thinking that as a kid and and mom was home a lot which was was awesome you know she she would just kind of clean houses on the side on oh, cool. on long beach island that's what i do oh okay cool yeah. yeah so it was it was some nice extra money for her and it was you know just like middle class who didn't have like a ton of money or anything like all that right, and, all right. and it was yeah it was pretty straightforward type of thing that's cool that's you know hey it's it's is what it is i yeah. had a you know, I had a, my parents didn't stay together for very long. Mm -hmm. uh, 
it was it was tough, you know. But like similarly, we were able to stay out and uh, and you know till it got dark or the mom mm-hmm. screamed my name from from two blocks away or whatever it was. Yeah. But um, but that's what it was, you know. And she cleaned houses. She was full time, full time business though. She it was just herself, and uh, she was a machine, and uh, and a psychopath. <laughs> but. <laughs> That was that, you know, and it's fine. I had a half sister. My sister, she's five years older than me. She's my my sister, but like I'm sure you are with your sisters together. Te- you're, you know, exactly. Yeah, they're, they're technically, you know. Um, yeah, I just tell people I've I have two sisters. And yeah, I, yeah. I, I have another, I have another sister and brother from my dad's side, but we didn't grow up in the same same household, so oh, okay. we we're a little bit more distant than um, than the other two. But yeah, they, they live up in. Uh, one lives in upstate New York, and the other one is uh, around the Yonkers area. I think. You guys Still. ever get together? Here yeah, I haven't seen them in a while. I, I should really be in touch with them more than I am. But I was always closer to my mom's side of the family. It was big Italian family. Okay. Um, my grandparents they live in Manhattan, and for their whole lives they've lived in in Greenwich Village, and it's like you know she has the holidays there. Yeah. Forty people jammed in there tiny apartment and it, uh, you know it's great just it's go, a beautiful thing man especially yeah. when somebody's in one place for that long a period yeah. of time yeah it was awesome they they were there when it was all uh, just strictly an italian neighborhood so she was born in the building ne- like i th- want to say next to the one they live in now so they, right, they've right. been there forever grandfather just turned 90 and wow. she she's 85 and they're they're still kicking well that happens man yeah. you know and you know you got your you got at least you're familiar with with your family, which is a good thing. Yeah, it's, you know? it, it's great. It's so scary. Like it never mattered to me until uh, having spent the last you know 15 years with my wife's family. We live closer to them. My mom's not that far away, but uh, I work with her, so I see her quite often. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, after a while, especially you're what like 28, 29. Yeah. So you're right at that point. So that's why I didn't want to say too much because I know I know you're right at that ripe age where it's like no matter what you did. You could stay the complete same person, but like you're right at that age where it's like, especially in the arts and stuff, like so much could happen within the next couple of years. You could be a complete different person, uh, you know, find your whole community and all that. Because that's really, you know, what it boiled down to in my head was I'm like, you're just you're just missing a community per se. And like you were saying, it's kind of tough with the visual arts thing yeah. with just the whole, you know, as those things go. But um, that's why I sort of did what I did was sort of make a, just a lateral move. Because, like I said, just my passion for the music just completely bottomed out. I still play. Mm-hmm. Um, I still communicate with my musician friends. But, like, my whole overall fascination with it, even though the business is um, still fascinating in the sense it's so finicky and kind of dark. and But, like, at, you know, it can be rewarding at times, um, you know, intrinsically or, or actually getting paid for it. Um, but I, just, I realized that, you know, there's so much more going on that all connects to the same sort of hub of of art you know arts and art artistic you know expression or whatever i feel like ideas feed off one another and i've had friends who are musicians more friends who are doing the music thing than than art and it's refreshing to really see people try to go for it and do do what they love and one guy that would always keep me going was uh my buddy charles and he he was an older guy that i met 
back in 2010, my friend Tim introduced me to him. He he found out about him on Craigslist, and he lived down, um, I want to say, I, technically, I guess it was like Tuckerton area, uh-huh. so a, li- a little bit further south than uh, south of Manahawkin. So it wasn't too far from where I was living at the time, but anyway, this guy, he was a former architect, and he he turned artist and at when i met him he was he was 80 oh, wow. so he was still doing a lot of stuff in his basement wood shop and my my friend tim put me on the spot and basically said hey i think chris is a better candidate than i am for this uh what do you think and he's like all right come by next tuesday and then we became really good friends and he unfortunately passed away last month but oh, i'm sorry yeah. Thanks, I appreciate it. He he was he was a good mentor to me, and he he was always somebody who gave me valuable feedback on my work, and and was just really encouraging and and honest at the same time. So I would help him do his pieces. He would do a lot of wood sculptures. I they would hang on on walls, so they weren't freestanding. He would build a backing for them, and they were comprised of many many smaller pieces. So. He would basically come up with the design of this stuff, and then I would I would refine all these pieces and and put them down, and he might be starting the next one. And he used to show this stuff before I was helping him years and years ago. Um, he, he's shown in New York, and then so these like installations, yeah, it, sort of, yeah, sort of like installations. They weren't massive. I saw some pictures of them that I feel like the biggest one was maybe like seven or eight feet across, but they oh, they they were. <clears throat> They were yeah, they were like layered on top of one another, but they didn't stick out too much. But he had somebody who had this gallery somewhere in the Middle East, and then uh, they they really loved the woodwork over there. So he was sending a lot of pieces out there. But anyway, even after we stopped doing a lot of the work, I would still go hang out with him on Tuesdays. We'd usually have have lunch, and and his mind was always going. So we we talk about art and philosophy, film you know, all that good stuff. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and he, he was like an open book. He had a really interesting life, but, um, it, yeah, I feel like everyone should have, have somebody like that. It's, it's great. I, I definitely miss him, but we, we had awesome times together and he was, he was a good, good influence on, on my artwork. And, and I just, I wish I would have been able to like get a show together or something uh, yeah, while, yeah, while yeah. he was he was still around. But he, I I know he was he was really happy before he he passed to see see me doing what I'm doing. Huh. So you got I mean you so all right you know I'm glad I didn't. Uh, well no I was I was honest with you about how I felt about you but uh no. so you're hitting all these these milestones I mean you know unfortunate is just to lose somebody that's like that's one of those things that like you know the ripple effect can either. Uh, completely, you know, break you or, you know, or you just, you're just like, okay, like now, now it's my turn. Like, this is, this is my legacy. Like I spent time with this person. I, you know, saw him at 80 years old, you know, like just pumping out this stuff, completely reworked his, his life. I guess he was an architect for why retired from then. It's yeah. like, oh, I'm going to do some stuff that he, like. He, yeah. He did a ton of different things. Well, yeah, he was doing art. Man, I don't know how long he was doing it for. He probably started in like the 70s or something like that. And and he was doing it for a long time. He had a studio in New York for a while. And yeah, he was he was interesting. He was originally in, 
in the Air Force, and then he went to Pratt for architecture, and he, he didn't finish. I think <laughs> I think the setup he had was the guy he was partners with was technically the architect, and he would he had enough knowledge to do all the plans, and then right. You know, he signed off on the plan. So, and he had a construction company at one point in time. It was, yeah, interesting guy. He actually passed away on his birthday. He turned eighty-five. Get out. Yeah. Get out. Yeah. My uh, my uncle passed a couple years ago, a day after his his birthday, his sixtieth birthday. Yeah. He was young. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's weird when that happens. <laughs> yeah, I saw him. I saw him a couple days before he went, and you know, he was comfortable and everything. It was just kind of shocking because it was almost what i expected it to be in, in yeah, yeah, yeah in some ways uh anyway yeah i hope i'm not being too morbid no he, man, he was just on, he is... was just always a, a good mentor and and you know if i felt like i wasn't around a lot of like-minded people going to hang out with him would really really get me going and not even not even when you're talking about art just anything he, yeah. you could talk to him about you know whatever you wanted because he was just like, such a well-read guy and uh you know awesome cook too so he ate a lot of good cool. food yeah <laughs> bonus yeah, yeah man well so so yeah so you guys are pretty damn adventurous i mean you met this yeah. guy off of craigslist that's like yeah see, that's like the shit that i do like my wife's like what are you why why what are you doing why are you and i'm like oh let's this thing that i see that i want to do mm -hmm. i think it's legit <laughs> it's on the internet yeah it was such it was I'll such a it. strange situation because my friend had been helping him for a little while and he would tell me all these stories this guy would tell him he sounded totally crazy right, and right. i it's just interesting to me that this guy who was originally from brooklyn was living down where he was and creating art not many people down there are are right, doing right. that kind of thing and if all, people are doing artwork it's they're painting beaches and stuff like that <laughs> not like there's anything wrong with that it's just that I, nah, yeah, it's been <laughs> it's been done so many times before and i just you know people sometimes it's all you see in the summertime around here oh. Yeah, I know. I yeah, More I, cat tails, I can't. Huh? I can't do it. Another dune. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> well, he had his his footing in uh in some fertile ground in the seventies. He must have been was a lot of his stuff like 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 wacky. Was it too wacky or was it um sort it, of dialed in? I guess over the years or. Yeah, yeah, I'd say it was pretty honed in. It was more abstract than anything else. Right. Uh, he would work with patterns and repetition and the most recent stuff was down at the noise museum in south jersey it was affiliated with with stockton okay i only went there one time it was a really beautiful space i think unfortunately they just closed it down i just don't think there are enough people down there um it was a great spot though it was right on a lake i oh, wow. feel like they're probably going to make it a like a nice restaurant or something like that right. but um yeah they they had a really like really high caliber work when I went in there to help him deliver the piece. I saw a ton of good paintings in there and um, yeah, it was awesome. I'm glad I got to go down there while, while they were doing what they were. But yeah, unfortunately that, I guess that area is not really ripe for art. Like I feel like this area is, you know, yeah. pe people aren't as responsive. You're, you're more isolated down there. Yeah, for sure, yeah. and that kind of stuff, that kind of subjective stuff, takes takes a while to yeah to even break ground. You know what I mean? And, mm -hmm. and get and really infect people's uh, people's minds. You have any pictures of the guy's stuff? I do. I do have a lot of pictures. I don't know if I have anything on me right now, but I, I've got a lot of stuff on my computer because 
uh, I'll, I'll definitely send you some of what he did. His website's probably still up. My friend Tim, who introduced me to him, did his, his website. And I, I took a lot of the pictures for it. So oh, cool. I, I have right. a ton of photos. You should put some of that stuff up on your Instagram, a little homage, because yeah. that'll add to your visual story. You know what I mean? I should. Little bits and pieces, and you'd probably be amazed that uh, – I mean, it'd probably be only like two or three at first, but probably people that know him, you know what I mean? They yeah. like see that like, oh, well, like I, like I know that guy or, or I saw this or I was there, you know, at this thing. And then that's just like mm-hmm. one more little, one more little finger, you know, one more little web out there into the, uh, yeah, into I met, the atmosphere. met a cast of characters from stories that he would tell me at his, <laughs> his viewing. So that, that was interesting. That was the best. Yeah. Yeah. When they come crawling out of the woodwork and you're yeah. like, oh. Okay. It's like okay, this is who the, that this explains is. a lot. <laughs> because it just so happened that when when so and so was coming to visit, I I wasn't there, and he would try to coordinate things because he didn't have any kids or anything. Right. So it was it was him and his his niece. They 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 lived together and they shared this house. And he he used to live in Morganville be, before that. Um, right. But anyway, yeah, he would tell me all these stories about these characters that he would create art within new york or these other artists he wouldn't know and uh yeah some wild stuff (laughs) that's cool yeah that's cool so what are you up to now like what's uh well i guess you know you're you're still pumping out your uh your collection yeah working on your collection of collections yeah i'm trying to grind away at that and trying to just make some money and uh you know that i feel like that's always been the main issue but now i'm a little bit more comfortable now than i i was when i was at the glass studio so yeah i've just kind of done what i've had to and like i said i i bartend in town so it's you know it's nice keeps my my days free i like talking to people it's a good way to meet a lot of people so so i enjoy that aspect of it and yeah it pays my rent so i like doing that and chipping away at my art trying to figure out what the next move is i feel like after I do a couple more of these pieces, I'll see what kind of response I get and revamp my website, put some stuff on there. I'd like to have some some limited edition prints and, and stuff like that. And I, I did design like a couple of shirts and stuff that I, I have. Nice. So I got test prints of those. You ever do like artwork for your uh, your band buddies? No, no, I haven't. My my girlfriend's more of a, a graphic design person. She she does it by profession, so she's she's super good at what she oh, okay. she does. I I feel like the the computer is really frustrating sometimes. It's it's an <laughs> awesome tool. You just have to. It's another one of those things where you have to be really well versed in what you're doing. Yeah. You know, I know how to do what I want to do if I have a, a brush or a pencil. Yeah. But if I'm an Illustrator or Photoshop, I I. I don't really know. It's not intuitive to me, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. it makes it really difficult. Um, you guys but, ever uh, combine efforts, you and your girlfriend? Yeah, we give each other feedback on on things, and I would say we've worked on a a couple of things. Uh, or if I've had an idea, she's helped me execute it before. Um, but yeah, she's really good with that stuff. It's I, I've done a little bit of that work, but it in the past it's just taken me forever to do. But I, I would actually want to do more digital drawing stuff because you can just export that stuff easily, you know. Right, it's right. Like, what if you like scanned a picture of yours mm-hmm. and then she like did some like digital stuff over it? Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, or like she has a digital picture and you're like, oh, let me let me draw on that now. Yeah, it's 
it's hard to do a lot of that stuff because it's just a pain to get everything uh, kind of where I want it to, I guess, you know, like <laughs> it, like we have a printer and a scanner, but it's not hooked up. And then right, when I've right. scanned it, it's just not at the resolution that I want. <laughs> and then if I want to really make it worthwhile, then I have to go somewhere and get it scanned. And it's just like a massive pain to, or you can make her yeah. clean it up. Like clean yeah, this it's, up, babe. It's not, not a bad idea. Then do your thing. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's your idea. It's not mine. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Sure, the recording. Yeah. I said it. Um, you definitely got to get your website up. Yeah, that'd be good to, just to have mm-hmm. you know have that uh, have that things. I like I like looking at that. I always open. I check people's websites out all day. I always have yeah. like you know ten uh, pages open in my um, Safari whatever app, and uh, that I go through is people some guys with um, you know these indie uh, uh, indie um. Record labels, mm-hmm. you know, there's just one guy that does like limited presses, which essentially means uh, he doesn't have a lot of money, so he'll do like a one-off sure. for somebody, hopefully make some money back here and there and this and that. But that like, it sets you up for um, a new kind of experience where it's like, okay, he's not this like conglomerate guy trying to suck you, right? you know, your 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 livelihood into his thing, and spit you out and then make money off your stuff. It's like, you know, probably like a guy like me, like, hey, I'll print your thing for whatever, you know, I'll I'll put it out i'll give you you have you buy you know your copies from me you know i make back some of the money you sell them for whatever you want you make your money you know what i mean just like those grassroots type of things um mm-hmm. which are, are always cool thing you ever uh think about the punk rock flea market i've i've heard of it before um but i i've haven't been involved in it at all I, it it's tough because i i feel like i i just don't know what the appropriate audience is, I guess, you know what I mean? And I don't know if I do something like that, if I'm, if I'm, um, I don't know if I'm in the, the appropriate space, I guess, you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah, it's tough. Well, Um, I mean, if it's something that, uh, that's alluring to you, I mean, you could try it out. Right. And then like, you know, that'll, that experience will, will adjust your whole thing just that much you know what i mean where mm-hmm. where it changes it because i think you know i think maybe coming out of your vacuum and, and letting like you know the outside influences which i know they they do influence you but um you know not to say that your your media medium should fit the market but sometimes like you know when i kind of came out of myself because i I'm, i've been similar i you know i was like super rigid about things that's why a lot of my uh prospects never really went anywhere because i was mm-hmm. too like no i'm gonna do this you know if i'm working with somebody i'm like no they don't do it the way i want them to do it so i'm not gonna work with them anymore and now i'm not gonna do it because i'm not happy about it you know so i move on to something else and uh anyway um you know when you start to allow these other things that you know you may feel that are like tainting your your approach or or how you you know your i don't know what the word is for it but um you know, then you start to see your your collection sort of kind of take a shift. You know what I mean? And then that kind of grows and evolves into something like, you know, I think I might be overstepping. I I think yeah, no, I think, you know, I don't know. No, no, not at all. I, I just I know what you're saying. It it definitely helps, uh, especially for somebody like me. It's just nice to go ahead and get involved in something because you never really know where it's, right, it's going to take right. you. I, I feel like that's that's what you're getting at. And yeah, I mean, I I guess I'd be open to doing something like that. Uh, 
I just keep building this body of where I need to, I need to like frame and do all this, this right, stuff, right. which is, you know, that's, you need to that's, pour it out, you know, yeah, I mean? like that, you're that, filling, you're filling your, uh, your carafe. You just, yeah. gotta, you gotta pour it out and see where it goes, you know? Yeah. Be nice to be able to pay my student loans oh, off man. one day. <laughs> I hear that, man. All right. Well, here's one bit of advice. Maybe, uh, maybe get some, some thicker, some thicker pens. Yeah, right. We save you some time on those. Uh, yeah, I got to figure <laughs> something, make a stamp or, or do yeah, something, yeah, yeah. you know? Uh, all right. Well, Christopher Hertig. Hertig, is that right? Yeah, Hertig, Hertig. Hertig. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's it's Hungarian. So. <laughs> all right, there yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah. Where um, can we find you? So the the best place to find me right now would, would be um, on my Instagram. I, I post on there a lot. I uh, should post on there a little more than I have been recently, but I, I try to make it a daily thing, you know, show people yeah. what I'm up to without being too repetitive. But my, my handle is just, it's my name. It's at Christopher Hertig and Hertig spe- spelled H-U-R-T-I-G. So yeah, right. hopefully people will hear this and, and get in touch. Yeah. At least, you know, check out the site cause you got yeah. good stuff and that's all, that's all it takes sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then once I, I have my website up, the link will be in the the instagram so it's just under construction right now awesome that's going to be on there too with probably like a little bio or something that's yeah. something i i kind of hate doing it's much easier for me to just talk <laughs> about you know my my work and, well, and, could, and uh, my past and stuff this like episode that up on there yeah yeah that would that would be on care. there too if i if i don't sound like a bumbling idiot once it's all <laughs> over but I'll, I'll put a link to that and and yeah just have a little bit more info about my work and and what i'm up to so hopefully it will pique somebody's interest. Yeah, man. It will. Yeah, awesome. Hey, thanks for having me on. This is yeah, great. It's I appreciate talking. it. So that's the show, guys. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Christopher Hertig, visual artist. You can find at Christopher Hertig, H-U-R-T-I-G, uh, on Instagram, also www.christopherhertig.com with uh, all his beautiful drawings that I'm actually looking at right now. There's a picture of him and some guy standing by a fence. Looks like a chilly day. I don't know. But you can catch him probably somewhere in Asbury Park, walking around, maybe doodling some sketches in a book. Me, on the other hand... I am looking forward to getting back to class, uh, signing up for 201, and I will see you guys again on the next episode. I'm just going to keep this one short, Uh, but I will say, uh, find me out there. I am on Instagram at Minds Podcast at Instagram. You can find me on Twitter, Minds underscore podcast or Minds underscore ink. I'm not sure which one takes precedent. I know it changed it at one point. So I don't really know. Uh, but I'm also at the same handle on Tumblr. Uh, you can find me at iTunes. As always, you can sign up for a Podbean account and get my podcast for free on Podbean. And, um, you know, leave me a comment. Send me an email, guys. Reach out. Let me know what you're thinking, what you're hearing, uh, what you like, what you don't like. Um, you know, I'm really waiting to hear from you guys, man. That's that's it's gonna be a really big part of uh, what this really blossoms into. Because once I start getting some feedback from you guys, I can really see how I'm doing, you know. And uh, without the crowd participation, it's hard to really gauge things. But at the same time, I'm going to 
uh, move forward, uh, onward and upward, uh, e even without the comments and everything. But, you know, that's fine. Uh, I'm still going to plow ahead. But it's just going to be cool once I see what you guys are, are into uh, or not into. And I, I can just kind of gauge my way that way. It's just going to be, I think it's going to be more fun for, for all of us. And I'll bring, you know, you guys want to comment and say some stuff, I'll, I'll bring it back to you on the show. You know what I mean? You can hear yourself uh, on on minds. You know what I mean? Do you? You know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? <laughs>